0: I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app, or go to Spotify.com/podcasters to get started. What's up, you guys? Welcome to we're back to another episode of Eighty Twenty. Thank you so much for clicking on today's episode. This one's kind of unique, and it's not necessarily a Motivation Monday or a mini episode. It's rather a replay of an event that I hosted in collaboration with Daily. Called Reality is Beautiful. And this was hosted about two weeks ago on World Mental Health Day. So, this is kind of like a fireside chat about authenticity online for a healthier mind. I'm gonna keep this intro brief and we'll just go ahead and jump right into the webinar, but I really hope that you guys enjoy it. If you do, be sure to share it on Instagram. You can tag me at Lily Rayco and the podcast Instagram at 8020pod. And I'll have all of those linked in the show notes for you guys. Yeah, let's go ahead and jump into Reality is Beautiful Authenticity Online for a Healthier Mind. Welcome to Reality's Beautiful Authenticity Online for a Healthier Mind. I'm so pumped that you guys are all here today. Austin, how's your day going?
1: It's great. So far, so good.
0: Good. Hillary. what about you? Great. Yep. Good. All good. Caroline, did you get your lift
2: in today? I did, right before all my classes started. So a busy day, but a good one.
0: Good. Alicia, how are you doing?
2: Living the dream. Love it.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, just a couple of logistical things before we get started. Um, audience members, you can use the question box um, on your right to ask a question. We will have a Q&A portion at the end of the program. If there's any sort of technical issue or if connection's bad or if for some reason sound goes out for whatever reason, um, please use the raise your hand feature to alert the tech team um, and also share that you're here. Download daily on the app store and Google Play and you can use the hashtag RealitiesBeautiful for a chance to win one of these awesome RealitiesBeautiful t-shirts. Um, once again, da- download daily on the app store and Google Play and use hashtag RealitiesBeautiful for a chance to win a t-shirt. Um, so before we jump in, I'm just gonna go ahead and introduce myself. Hi guys, my name is Lily. I'm the moderator for today's event. I'm the host of a podcast called 8020 and I'm also gonna take a sip of my water. I'm an Institute for Integrative Nutrition Health Coach and I've worked in the social media space for as long as I can remember. It's safe to say that that's the reason why I'm chatting with you all today. It's shaped my career trajectory, the opportunities that I've stumbled upon and greatly contributed to the person that I am today. Because I grew up online, I know firsthand all the good that can come from social media. Something that's incredibly important to me is that when I'm posting on any social media platform, I stay true to myself and my journey, but it hasn't always been this way. When I was going through the lowest of lows, I can remember how hard I was trying to make it look like I had it all figured out online. I would post photos and videos doing fun things surrounded by lots of really fun fun people, but in reality, I was the loneliest I had ever been in my life. I was depressed, anxious, and I struggled to even get myself out of bed in the morning, and on some days, I couldn't even do that. And worst of all, I knew that the things I was posting online were a lie. My life wasn't perfect, in fact, it was far from it. Luckily, things have gotten a lot better since then, and I know that girl would be proud of how far we've come today. So with that all being said, I'm honored that I get to be a part of this conversation today. What's really crazy though, is that this story is not unique to me. Statistics show that one in four people will struggle with some sort of mental health at some point in their lifetime. Our panelists are gathered here today to talk about just that. So Hillary Austin, Alicia, Caroline, you guys ready to get started? Yeah. We are. Awesome. So let's go ahead and introduce the panelists. Alicia McKenzie, known as Lift Like a Mother, has been in the fitness and wellness space for over a decade. She's a women's wellness coach holding a variety of certifications from nutrition to fitness to mobility to gymnastics. Alicia is a former USA weightlifting and CrossFit athlete and even owned a couple of CrossFit gyms. More recently though, Alicia is the author of Balance is Bullshit, a realistic approach to integrating healthier habits into your life. Inspiration for this book came after years of clients asking the same question, how can I balance it all? I don't want to give any spoilers, so I'll let Alicia tell you a bit more about that in just a moment. She's an entrepreneur, nonprofit founder, mother of five, and believes that a healthy lifestyle is one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself and those around you. Alicia, where can the viewers find you online?
3: You can find me anywhere, uh, liftlikeamother.com. Live like a mother across all social media platforms um yeah check me out uh, i'll follow back i'm excited to just kind of connect
0: awesome our next panelist is austin anderson austin is the founder and ceo of daily four years ago he set out on a journey to launch a startup that would forever rewire social media after five months he five months ago sorry four years of the journey five months ago he took daily worldwide Austin knows that current social media platforms don't work for Gen Z. The problem is clear. People are tired of fake happiness, fake content, and fake filters, and most of all, a distorted reality. So he created Daily. Austin is an Annapolis, Maryland native and College of Charleston alumni. Austin, where can the audience find you?
1: You can find me on Daily with the username Austin, and you can follow Daily on all social platforms at, at download Daily, and you can find Daily in the App Store.
0: Our next panelist is Caroline. Caroline Gardner is an undergraduate kinesiology student at the University of Maryland, and she has plans to become a physical therapist. She's a certified personal trainer who has a passion for fitness and inspiring others to be their best selves. Her passion for fitness developed when she began college and she used it as a positive outlet for her mental health. Last year, Caroline was struggling with depression, and she used fitness as a way to cope and help her get through tough times. She documented her journey on social media, as she wanted to distract herself from her negative thoughts. And in just a year, she grew a following of over 17,000 people. Caroline knows firsthand the importance of taking responsibility for your own happiness. She's a big believer that mental health is just as much of a priority as physical health. Caroline, what's the best place for people to find you online?
2: Instagram is my main platform and the username is Caroline G. Fit.
0: Last but not least is Hilary Phelps. Hilary is a single mom, athlete, and entrepreneur. She began her sober sober journey 15 years ago, but kept it quiet because she wasn't sure how people online would react, but after making her story public, she realized how important it was to share authentically, mostly because you could be the person that someone needs at that point in time. Hillary is the founder of Hillary Phelps Creative, a PR agency for people and brands making a difference in the world. Phelps believes that one of the most important aspects of social media is curating a community connection rather than showing off the highlight reel. Hilary, where can the audience find you online?
4: Um, so my website is hilaryphelps.com <laughs> um, and also Instagram is Hillary Phelps with an underscore. Um, and I might be, I'm on Twitter a little bit, but it's also Hilary Phelps.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you all so much for being here today. You guys are absolutely incredible, and I couldn't imagine a better group of people to have this discussion with today. Um, We've got a lot of really cool content to cover. So our first topic of conversation is, in fact, reality is Beautiful, the title of today's event. Um, Reality is beautiful, but most of the time, we tend to only capture the good moments. And this is something that I like to call the highlight reel effect, when our followers only see curated content. Because of this, social media as we know it is no longer social. However, with the rise of authentic platforms like Daily, it's clear that people are flocking towards unfiltered reality and craving genuine online experiences. So my first question is for Austin. The idea for Daily came to you when you were in high school, a time when filtered content was at its peak. So it's kind of safe to say that you were a little bit ahead of your time. Um, what was the driving force behind Daily's filter-free in the moment
3: mission? Yeah,
1: it's a good question because I've been on the startup journey for really the past four years, but um, to Lily's point, it really, the idea did come to me when I was in high school. And what I was really inspired by was I was using Instagram at the time, you know, like sort of everyone else was. And for me, I just personally wasn't the most happy with the platform. And I didn't really like how I was using it at that time, being that I was only posting maybe like three to four times a year and I really wanted to post more I wanted to share more of my life but I just felt like you know Instagram or these other socials sort of have the pressure of of definitely showcasing that highlight moment and that wow moment Um, but I started thinking about wouldn't it be really cool to just basically post every day without worries without thoughts you know without anyone judging or thinking like wow what is he posting or what is he doing but just truly just posting what I want to Uh, And that idea really transformed um, into daily, the idea of just posting every and any day, sort of the content you want, just things that make you happy and things that that bring you joy. And then I think we really look at the social media climate that we're in today in 2022. And we really realize that current social media, you know, there there are definitely aspects of it that is toxic, that's unhealthy, that people are really looking for an alternative and and something that just feels a lot different. And I think that's really where daily comes in, you know, the environment is just different from the moment you open up the app. And a lot of that is to the users and how they use daily and and just more authentically and, and, you know, no filters, no uploads. But um, yeah, the inspiration really came from sort of my dissatisfaction with current social media.
0: Love that. Um, if any of you are users on daily, you know that from the minute you open the app, it is truly a very authentic experience. And I think that Caroline, something that you do a really good job of is curating that on your own social media feeds. Um, and you've actually described social media as an outlet for you and that it's actually helped your mental health. Um, so can you speak to a little bit how you use social media for good?
2: Yes, of course. First off, I'm glad you think that my platform comes across that way. That's always good to know. But basically, I also grew up in the age of social media I was very prominent, even in middle school. So I feel as though when I first downloaded, you know, like Instagram, Snapchat, I also like began to fall out of love with myself and I fell more in love with becoming this sort of ideal person and having some sort of appearance associated with me. And ever since then, my mental health just kind of declined a little bit. And you know, it t- after years of having it, sorry for like, the sirens in the background. <laughs> <laughs> after years of having social media, you know, it, it got better, but I think the turning point was last winter, both my grandparents had passed away and I was really struggling with depression and anxiety. And on top of that, you know, college, social life, schoolwork, like everything was just kind of put on me at once it felt like, and to distract myself from like all the negative thoughts that I was experiencing, I started to post to my fitness account. And I kind of used it as like an emotional dump. I would post the workouts that I was doing every day and inspirational quotes. And just like, I was posting what I wanted to post and not caring what anyone thought. And that is when social media took such a turn because you begin to realize that no one really cares. And once your feed is filled about things that you're passionate about, things that inspire you and not things that make you feel insecure, it is literally game changing. And it's so refreshing to be able to go on social media and to post like a photo where I don't look the best and not care and know that it can help someone else out there who's struggling with an eating disorder, with body image issues, with anxiety, with anything. And like my main goal with my account is just to maybe inspire or help one person and let them know that social media is not real life.
0: Absolutely, it's that highlight reel, right? And so by you, just coming in as your full authentic self showing up as who you are that day makes such a huge difference and that's why i'm so glad that that you're here and part of this panel today well thank you (laughs) absolutely um so hillary and alicia um we all know that social media isn't going away anytime soon um how do you both stay true to yourself online despite pressure to put up a perfect facade going back to that kind of highlight reel uh concept In other words what boundaries have you created for yourself and your families and your friends um, to embrace the imperfection of everyday
4: life yeah I mean so I have to say full transparency I probably wasn't I was that person that was hiding behind that perfect life for for a while Um, and only recently um, you know I went through kind of a transition in in life um, and people would be like oh my gosh you're so happy and I was like oh and they were like, we we follow you on social, and I was like, oh my gosh, like because that's not real life. And um, you know, at that point, and like Lily, you talked about in the opening, like I've um celebrated 15 years of sobriety this past summer, which is a huge, it's a huge part of my life. I mean, it's like, <laughs> yeah, congratulations. Um, thank you. Mm-hmm. And I was really, I was still kind of um not shameful about it, but I was like, what will people think of me? And Literally, a moment came when it was like, you know, kind of like Carol. it's like, it doesn't matter if there are five people that unfollow me or there are five people that don't take my call or two people, whatever that is, because if there's one single person that sees what I'm posting about sobriety, about the struggle, about those things, and they say, oh my gosh, I feel the same way. Okay, maybe maybe it's not as shameful because it's that community connection, like the good in social media. Um, and so from that point forward, I started sharing a little bit more openly, and it's amazing. One, as Caroline said, it just feels good because I'm not trying to put up that facade of like life is amazing. And there are some great highlight posts on there, you know, like some really good ones. But for example, like the other day, my son, I have a five year old, and If anyone has a toddler or children like it is there are days that are just well every day is unpredictable this day in particular was like exceptionally challenging and i shared on my social because he got mad at me because i took too much of the sink up while he was brushing his teeth and then dropped peaches on the floor and screamed it you know and i'm like dude it's 9 a.m man like come on like i put that on social and i was like you know i did you know did a thing saying like life is hard. Like some days are a struggle, but like shout out to all those parents that are raising toddlers, you know, today, like I see you, but there's just a way to do it too. That's like kind of funny and tongue in cheek. And, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and, and I've found that balance and cared less about the numbers, you know, like, it's not about like, Oh my gosh, I only got this or, um, where before that was huge. It was like the numbers equated my, um, more worthy I am or the more people like it. And all of a sudden it was like, if you don't like it, I'm following me. I'm gonna post what makes me happy or what's on my mind or what I want to share. And then and that's been really freeing and that's felt really good.
3: Yeah, I think um, I have five kids. I mean, I'm I'm very realistic. I I show um, I use stories a lot to kind of give people a peek into what a disaster zone my house can be at any given point but also um you get a peek at hey she has a nanny hey she's got this like there there's a huge village behind me so like it's not just me doing all of the work because that's the number one question that i get how do you do it all i'm like i don't so don't for a second think that that's the case and i always say like if i if i make this look easy i apologize because it is not easy right we we have several companies um my husband is Monday through Friday, like working I in his office, I barely see him, um, but he's still a very engaged father on the weekend. So I think we've set really solid boundaries that Saturday and Sunday, you're probably not gonna get an email response from me or him. And that's just the way it is. You either wanna do business with us or you don't. And if you don't, great, there's the door, right? So we have, we have very solid boundaries. Um, and I'm also, I'm protective of my energy. I'm protective of, Just, I try to keep a positive environment on social. And if it's not, I'm very quick to turn it off. There's too much going on in the world. I feel like us as humans, we're not meant to be bombarded with all of this information at once. And I feel like if it's, playing into uh the negativity in my real life like i turn it off and i kind of just let it go for the day for the week for however long i need to without an explanation i've gone away from feeling like i need i owe people an explanation as to why i'm not posting on social clear boundaries um, i don't care anymore i feel like i'm only 35 but i feel like i'm too old to care what other people
4: think. the old lady in this group 35 is when that switch happens when you're just like (laughs) Uh, right? I was like physically it takes a little bit more to get into shape but mentally I'm like I don't care.
0: I was gonna say main takeaway from from this topic from your guys's responses is stop caring about the numbers, stop caring about what people think and um, post your real authentic life because for everybody here I think your platforms are or you built these incredible platforms because you've shared authentically, right? Like I don't think a lot of the people come to your they don't come to your platforms to see like the glitz and the glam like they want to see your real life kind of moving into our next topic of conversation making mental health a priority um i don't know if the audience members if you're taking notes but now it's a good time to pull a notepad i have mine right next to me i'm probably going to jot some stuff down um but my first question um is for hillary and austin so Well, I guess kind of backtracking here a little bit. Um, Every year, the World Health Organization chooses a theme for World Mental Health Day. And this year's theme is making mental health and well-being a global priority for all. And I think that that is obviously something that's incredibly important, a very, very cool theme to have. Um, So my first question is for Hillary and Austin.
4: How do you make your own
0: mental health and well-being a priority on a day-to-day basis?
4: For me, a non-negotiable is meditation. Like, so during the pandemic, that was something I'd always, you know, I'm certified in yoga and I've done meditation here in and out in the past. Um, But during the pandemic, I dove really, I had this idea that if I'm not sitting in Lotus in a, you know, with a mantra in in silence, then it's it's not perfect. It doesn't count. And like, I kind of got over that really quickly when nobody, you know, the, the world felt like it was coming to an end and I needed to like check inward and so i started listening to a ton of guided meditation so i just found things that i liked um and so for me that's that's like a non-negotiable that always resets um my mental health um first and foremost um for me i also do things like just personally like community, right? So whether that's, um, for me, a 12-step meeting, recovery meeting, um, going, you know, Alicia and I went for a walk in the woods yesterday. We went a hike. It's a walk in the woods. Like we went for a hike yesterday. So like whether that's like connecting with another person in person, um, that's really huge for me. But I'm also, I also need to recharge on my own. And so knowing when I've had enough. And so it's like, I'm at that point where um, like self-care and giving myself what I need and like having clear boundaries um because I used to think that was I guess we can say curse right like I used to think that was bitchy I used to think that me standing up for myself was was mean but it's it's not like being strong like being a strong woman isn't doesn't mean that you're mean and bitchy it just means that you're standing up for yourself and like Alicia said protecting your energy so for me like those things are super super important community especially my girlfriends like my girlfriends I would go to the ends of the earth for and I feel the same way. And so like having that connection is really good. And then um, you know, meditation. And then there, you know, the the working out, moving my body, drinking lots of water, eating healthy, like those things. Um, but I'd say community meditation are that my two, you know, non-negotiables.
0: For someone who who's never meditated before, because I, I do hear this a lot, like meditation super hard. I can't calm calm my thoughts. What's
4: one like app or I guess program that you would recommend for someone who's just trying to get started? Um, so I do, I go to YouTube and I type in guided meditation and I spent a little bit of time because it's, it's almost, it's a journey, right? So you're listening to somebody talk. And so it took a little bit of time to find ones that I like. Um, I think embril is real E N B R E L is really great when I'm trying to write or focus because it's, it's not a meditation. It's more, um, I don't want to say it's trance music, but it's more myth, like just mm-hmm. noise. So I can get out of my head and do what I need to do. Um, I've heard calm is really great for me. It's it's finding you know those guided meditations on YouTube that have been really helpful and just spending time finding because there's like a British guy that I like, which is random. And there's like one girl that I didn't like, you know what I mean? So I spent time mm-hmm. finding ones that like I could sit with for. There are some that are 20 minutes and there are some when I'm just like squirrely that I'll do it for an hour, you know. And I do look at it. It's like I don't have time. I don't have time. And I think it was um, Russell Simmons. Russell Simmons, that was that said, um, you know, everybody should meditate for 20 minutes. If you don't have 20 minutes, then you need to do it for an hour.
0: (laughs) That's
4: incredible. Austin, what about you?
1: Yeah, you know, as an entrepreneur and really in the startup space, you know, every day looks completely different. And not only that, there's a lot of ups and downs. There's a lot of like mental games that even come through that of, you know, there's some weeks you just feel like you're maybe not making any progress. It, it really is just sort of like a roller coaster of ups and downs. And I found, at least for me, something that that helps the most is just being consistent. And that's really being consistent in in everything all across the board. So, you know, I really like to get a workout in. I try to do that every morning just because for me mentally it, it helps me. It, it makes me feel accomplished. It makes me feel like you know I've started the day. And then um, you know when I get to work I I like kind of being on a schedule with with times, and um, you know, even when I leave, again, it's just it's all just being consistent in in kind of your work, showing up every single day, knowing that again, you know, something can be different than what you planned. It's not uh, you know always always perfect, but I think if you're consistent with your work and you show up just every single day, then you're making incremental progress, and that's what's important.
0: So my next question is for Caroline and Alicia you both speak about balance. So Caroline, your Instagram bio, this is actually kind of funny, your Instagram bio actually reads Building Muscle and Finding Balance. And Alicia, you just wrote a book called Balance is Bullshit. So kind of (laughs) ironic and funny, but I think that you both have a similar perspective. So I want you both to kind of speak a little bit um, to what balance means to you and what it looks like in your own life.
2: So for me, balance is, first off, balance is something that's totally different for everyone. I think it depends on like, where you're at in life and you know what you're going through and like everything that's going on because it can kind of change sometimes with what you have to balance and choose to balance for me as a college student it's really focusing on not letting like anxiety get the best of me if that makes sense because there's so many things that are going on in life and you know there's school there's socials there's like clubs and the gym And sometimes it can get really overwhelming. So for me, it's knowing when to take a step back from something, when to say no, when to like spend a Friday night in and not feel pressured to do what the rest of the college town is doing. And it's just knowing that that is what's best for my mental health. And it's also finding the time to make time for me. So I have a really busy schedule this semester. And most of the times I can only go to the gym like early in the morning. But I know that's what's best for my mental and physical health. I know it'll make the day, the week ahead of me seem so much better. So I always try to find time for that. And another thing is recognizing like when I need to just take a break, take a step back. There have been times in college where I'm so overwhelmed by exams. I'm like, okay, this week, I'm just not going to go to the gym. I'm going to focus on school. Or maybe another week, I'm going to focus on like getting my eating habits right again, because that can also fall out of place. Balance is different for everyone, and it's about focusing on what you need to focus on at certain moments in your life. And sometimes that's school, sometimes that's family, sometimes, you know, it's being there for your friends, or sometimes it's skipping a workout because you really just need to get something done or you need a day to reset and then come back better tomorrow.
3: I mean, I love the way Caroline put it because that is the genesis of my book, right? It's everybody trying to balance it all. And they're like, I can't do everything at all, all the time. And I'm like, you're you're not meant to do everything all at once. So there are some weeks where you can't go to the gym and you have to be okay with that. So it's it's definitely people, the book came about because everybody's trying to balance it. So every week I'm gonna eat great, I'm gonna go to the gym, I'm gonna work full-time, I'm gonna go to school, I'm gonna take care of my kids, I'm gonna do all this stuff. And then At the end of the week, they're burned out and they're eating ice cream in their closet because it was just too much, right? So the the genesis of the book is me teaching people how to be okay with not doing it all every week, right? It's definitely, life is so fluid. There are gonna be some weeks where your kids are sick or where you're sick and you can't go to the gym, but what you can do is you can go sit out in the sun and you can make sure you're hydrated and you can read a book. And there's just different ways to kind of approach life dependent on where you are in your journey. Right? So I think this whole mindset of when I think of balance, it just, it's too much of a teeter tot and it's, it's extreme. It seems extreme. So at one point, if I'm not focusing on this, Oh no, something else is going to fall and it's, it's too much. So I think if I approach life as more of a blend, so like this morning, I went on a walk with my husband and I wore my baby on my back. Right? So, If I wanted to leave all of my kids, I probably would not have gone on the hike. But because I decided to integrate little bits of my family into my mental health and into my physical health, I was able to kind of manage it all. And the baby loved it. She fell asleep. My husband and I talked the whole time. So you're nurturing more than one thing at a time. And it just works. So I think being okay with not doing it all every week is kind of my approach to life and the message behind
2: the book. I love the whole idea of fluidity. Sorry, I just had to say that, like I've never heard anyone like put that out there before because I feel like on social media, you know, you see like these like health creators and some it's just like, how do they get it all done? Like, how do they do it, you know? And it's so true, like life happens.
4: Authenticity, right? Cause yeah, that's what you just said. You're like, I wouldn't have been able to get it all done if I didn't have my nanny to help me, right? And just like owning that versus like, I am super mom. I don't have a nanny, I, you know, like whatever. Um, just owning it and being real, and it shows people that gives them the ability to do the same. Yeah. So
3: if you can't afford a nanny, stop at two kids. Go <laughs> <laughs> <They'll> keep going.
0: <laughs> so I love, I love that we kind of just keep bringing it back to this theme of posting realistically online. Um, because my our last topic of conversation is building immunity to toxicities. We all know that social media has its pros and cons. So if we're posting authentically, we're showing our audience what life is really like, which I think everybody here does a fantastic job of it's very very clear that this isn't like a very toxic space that we're creating whereas there's on the complete opposite end of the spectrum um, comes the cons the highlight real so we have an opportunity to potentially connect share learn and grow with our audiences and i mean i know i wouldn't be where i am today without posting authentically and despite the many opportunities that social media has given me and i guess given everybody in this room right now there is a clear problem and it's that most platforms Daily excluded, they don't listen to user feedback. So Daily does a really good job of, um, well, I'll let Austin get into it in just a second, but I guess my first question is for Austin. So there's a fine line, very fine line, between constructive criticism and bullying online. And sometimes it's really, really hard to believe that there's a person behind the screen just keyboarding away, leaving nasty comments. And we've all seen a hateful comment on a celebrity's profile or maybe our profile or a friend's profile and you click on the username and this person, this person that left the nasty comment, their bio reads something along the lines of, like, throw kindness around like confetti. And you're like, what's going on here? <laughs> how, how is this possible? So Austin, what would you say to someone who leaves these types of nasty negative comments?
1: So first off, Lily, to your point, I think it's hilarious because it is true. Most of the time, the people that are saying the meanest things, love to have something in their bio, like, you know, mental health advocate or be positive. And, you know, you're thinking, well, how, how does that work? So I think ultimately the, the first thing I would ask them is just why, you know, why do you think it's okay to, to shame someone else, put down someone else? It's silly, but going back to the golden rule, you know, treating others the way you wanna be treated, it seems so simple, but for some reason, it just seems like everyone misses the mark, especially on social media. I think what really just perpetuates the the mean comments, the hate, the trolls, the, the toxicity, is it just people do it for the likes. They do it for the comments. They do it for the reactions. They do it for that little quick hit of dopamine. And they think, you know, yes, everyone thought I was funny for a second or everyone thought I was cool. And, and when you're on this hamster wheel of just negativity, it it almost seems like it will never end because as long as there's a comment section, there's going to be someone who wants to be smart or wants to be funny. And, you know, they think it's okay to just say something or or blurt something out. And it's honestly not. So I think the simple, simple, simple thought is just, you know, if if you wouldn't like it being said to you, why would you say it to someone else? Um, It really is a key foundational element at daily when we were building the app and, and thinking about the environment of the app. Is you know trying to cut out some of that negativity, try to cut out some of that hate, and it's a big reason why on Daily our comments are private. So you're not going to go there, go to someone's photo, and see this whole list of comments of people either you know fire emojis or trolls or saying mean things. You'll just actually be looking at at, at content which is um, you know more
0: focused, I think. So all that to be said, obviously negative comments are not going anywhere. It's sad to say um they're just kind of part of being online and alicia hillary and caroline part of being creators um is just kind of dealing with these negative comments Uh, but one thing we can do is help to build each other up so that when someone tears us down they're unsuccessful so what's one piece of advice you have for someone who wants to build their own immunity to digital toxicity
3: i think my biggest piece of advice is have a in real life support system that you can call to completely like pump you up and make you feel amazing about yourself that way when you are getting those comments online they won't affect you as much because you know they're bullshit
4: and i think mine is like just remembering that hurt people hurt people right so people who are feeling really great about themselves and who are doing great things in the world and happy, aren't leaving these nasty comments. It's usually coming from someone that's hurting inside that is, um, and doesn't know how to process it. It's not right. But for me, that's been really helpful. And just remembering like, okay, this person is clearly struggling or hurting or in pain or something. And, you know, their opinion doesn't impact me. And then also, yeah, what Alicia said. hear that, (laughs) sorry. What Alicia says, Is that having a community of great women or friends or whatever around you to remind you like these people don't know you i do and i love you you know through your shadows through your highs lows through everything else so i think that yeah that's super super important
2: i fully agree with both of those points i think for me it's just i try not to take it too seriously because i know that usually the person commenting doesn't know me as a person. They don't know me that well. Maybe they've seen like one video or one picture and they're deciding to like judge me in a rude way about that one thing. And I think in the grand scheme of things, like, yes, it sucks. But at the end of the day, you just kind of have to like look past it and be like, they're insecure enough about themselves to be like, to trying to, and they're trying to make me more insecure. So just like, don't let them win, you know, don't respond. Or maybe like, post about on your story and be like, this is what people say, and this is how you should approach it and recognize that it's not the end of the world.
0: So kind of on the topic of negative comments, I think we've all experienced a little bit of hate online. Um, And just to show the viewers how crazy some of these comments can get from a creator's perspective, I thought that it might be kind of fun if we could all read our own mean tweets. I think there's a segment on some late night showings like reading mean tweets. So Austin, you can go first. What is the best, like your favorite hate comment, mean tweet, weird DM that you've ever received?
1: This one was pretty recent, so I thought it was just applicable. And you also have to remember, you know, as a creator, for me, what I'm mainly putting out there is not so much content always about myself, but it's about daily. You know, it's something that I've worked on for the past four years. It's something I'm incredibly passionate about. You know, I, I, I put my blood, sweat, and tears into it every single day, and I'm just so passionate about daily. So when someone almost comments about daily, it feels, you know, a touch personal. But um, but I was going through uh, some DMs yesterday, and I saw this one. It said, nobody is going to leave Instagram, Facebook, chat, Snapchat, or TikTok for daily, comma, it will fail miserably. Now, you know, some people could just say, like, okay, well, that wasn't that mean or whatever, but for me, again... I take it so personally because, you know, here I am, I'm trying to make a difference. I'm trying to make a social media that's better, that is more inclusive, that's more positive, less pressurized, you know, all of that. And for someone to to say something mean like that, you know, it does hurt. But um, kind of to everyone else's points, you know, I just try to think, you know, it's not that serious. This person doesn't know me. I don't know them and I need to, um, I need to prove them wrong. So keep it moving.
2: (laughs) So... When you said this question, I had a singular comment come right to mind, which is kind of sad, you know what I mean? But I like, I know what it is. So I posted, I don't remember what it was. Maybe it was a reel or a TikTok or something. And it was just photos of me, like in the gym, you know, working out. And I think maybe I was like flexing in one of the photos and this one guy commented and he goes, why would a girl ever want to look like that? And that one that hit home pretty hard. Because I, you know, I obviously had worked so hard for my physique. I was really skinny when I was little. I was a cross country runner. And here I am like putting on the, on all this muscle and like I'm really proud of myself. And this random person is gonna be like, you look like gross, you're ugly. Like, why would anyone ever want to look like that? And I feel like that's the comment that's gotten to me the most. And it really speaks to the stigma of social media and this like ideal feminine body that we have all like encapsulated. You know, like women are supposed to be thin. They're not supposed to have muscle. They're supposed to have like an hourglass figure and they shouldn't, you know, be strong. So I think in a weird way, however rude that con may have been almost empowered me more because like, this is what I need to change. Like I need to show women that it's okay to be strong and not, you know, be this perfect thin person that the internet considers like beautiful. Like there's so many different forms of beauty and I think one of them is strength and that's strength physically and mentally. And, you know, if people want to bring you down for that, that's okay. But at the end of the day, like it really, it really is on the inside what matters.
3: I want to hug Caroline right now because comments yeah, like I'm that sure. really piss me off.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it's all right. It's
3: all right. Um, so it's interesting. I, a couple come to mind, but I think the the one that really sticks out, um, it was during my competitive time and i was pregnant i was working out and i was pregnant with my now seven-year-old but somebody commented on the video i was squatting and it was relatively lightweight for me because when you're pregnant you can do every all the things you did just cut the weight down right so 55 pounds was nothing when my max clean and jerk was 235 pounds um so i was doing a workout and somebody goes you're gonna kill your baby and i'm like Okay. And I mean, this was before working out while pregnant was so normalized and even still, there's a little bit of a stigma around it, but that baby just turned seven years old. So they were wrong. But um, at the time it was like, God, who would go out of their way to say something like that when you know nothing about the other person behind the screen? Mm -hmm. And I was 20 something weeks pregnant lifting weights, but I had an incredibly healthy pregnancy. So
4: I don't know. I'm still so really sad about Caroline's comment. Can we just put that out there? Like, first I got really angry, and there's like this bad joke that's like, "You can take the girl out of Baltimore, but you can't take Baltimore out of the girl." And I'm like, "Who is this?" Like, it's <laughs> like mom thing, and I'm like, "This is not Mama this. Bear."
3: Mama Bear. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it.
4: <laughs> so I think, and I'm gonna because I so. Yeah, so I had someone say, um, you've done nothing with your life, you lack talent, and you're only where you are because of your last name.
1: Clearly, someone doesn't know you at all.
4: Mm-hmm. Like, they never, never had that conversation. That was, like, the worst. But, like, Kara, like, like, it stuck with me, and, like, I hadn't thought, like, you know, we were kind of talking about these things, and I was, like, oh, and I was, like, oh, yeah, that one was, you know, but whatever. Knife in the back, right there. <laughs> I know. And it is. (laughs) No picture, no followers, no, you know what I mean? Like clearly, of course, clearly a troll, but. Mm
1: -hmm. Lily, you've been online for a bunch of years. What about you? Do you have anything? Any, any mean tweets you remember?
0: (laughs) Oh gosh. Um, I pretty much heard it all. Um, her voice is annoying. She's ugly. She's not talented. Um, she really bothers me some stuff that I really shouldn't repeat online um, recent ones were, like, DMs to my sister about me, just really, like, yeah, weird, weird, probably shouldn't repeat, um, and I won't, but, yeah, it's incredible that it's always no picture, you know, no, no profile, except, like, something about kindness, and, like, like, yeah confetti kind of like glitter, <laughs> sparkles but yeah i mean it's always that's always the situation right so it's like what is going on so i hope that the audience has kind of gotten you know a, a good sense of just how crazy social media has become and we've kind of like you know back to your point austin like let it kind of spiral out of control um the tech team just handed me a couple questions from the audience so if you guys have time for a couple more cues um absolutely cool okay um, oh this is a good one not directed at anyone specifically but if you could go back and change one thing what would it be anyone can go first maybe we do like a nose goes i don't know
4: mine's pretty generic i mean while clearly you know i could say like tongue-in-cheek a couple of things that i would like would love to go back and change um, every single experience in my life has brought me to this part this point in my life and like Mm -hmm. i'm okay now with who i am and i'm happy where i am and all of the the challenges and speed bumps and whatever like i've had the tenacity to get back up right and that's where i think the like the, the, the lesson is and so um you know i don't know that i would change anything because i like where i am today
3: I'll jump in. <laughs> I think if I could change anything, it would be um, the pressure on myself as an athlete to bounce back after having my children. I would have taken it a little easier. I think with Maddox, he was my third and I was still full bore in competition mode. I was dieting at like nine week, nine days postpartum. I definitely would, would have kind of approached it a little bit differently. So I think that uh, portraying that now online and on social media, that it's okay to go slow after having your children. Like that's that's definitely a mission that's really at the forefront of my mind.
2: You know, I think for me, I wish I could say like, oh, I wish I could change like the fact that I had like, you know, mental illness or I was depressed or I had anxiety. But in reality, those experiences taught me so much that in the moment, yes, they really sucked. but like they are a reason like I'm who I am now, like what Hillary was saying. But like I will say, if there was one thing I could change, I wish I never downloaded MyFitnessPal during the coronavirus. That was an absolute downward spiral in my eating habits. And I, and the funny thing is, it, or not the funny thing, the sad thing is, it is a universal experience among a lot of girls in my mm-hmm. generation and age who went through COVID. A lot of them started tracking food. Um, that also ended up teaching me that balance can be found in food too, and that not everything is about calories. It's very important to have the dessert every once in a while and not restrict
1: yeah for me i uh i think i tend to lean a little bit more towards hillary's side in the sense of you know i've been on a startup journey for the past four years and there was a point in that um, around the three-year mark where i pivoted and in that pivot we we scrapped the name we scrapped the platform the business model truly everything we've been working on for those past three years and you know sometimes i think to myself or sometimes i say like wow i wish you know, I could have just fast forward and gotten to where I am now, or, you know, I wish I just had known all of this and, and, and you know, just get to this place. But ultimately, to, to Hillary's point, it really does build where you are today. And I don't think I could have gotten here where I am without having those experiences. So for me, you know, I think, um, I don't know, it's just important to more so look at the lessons rather than, than wanting to redo or or go back or anything. But um yeah i think everything makes you as you know as to what you are today
4: and I just, I just want to jump into like yeah doubling you know what austin was saying too and like bringing it back to this is that like i was able to get through and i think i, I was able to get through any you know tough times and great times with the community and connection and that's that happens by showing up and being authentic right like you know mm-hmm. I, I don't genuinely connect with people if i'm not genuine and so the you know for me getting through really hard times was finding those people yeah, like you can connect with and that can happen on social media when you are positive or not not positive <laughs> um authentic and real and just showing up you know as you are
0: i think it's a very similar experience for people and you know in the creator space where you know i mean I, I know i wouldn't go back and change a single thing because it got me to where i am today kind of like i said in the opening you know ever and austin and i were actually having a a long conversation about this we won't get into the, into the dirty details but last week mm-hmm. how every single thing thus far in my life because i mean i can only speak for myself has led me to literally being on this uh this you know panel here with you all today which is just crazy to think about so we're right at the 46 minute mark so i'm gonna go ahead and we'll just wrap this up but thank you so much hillary caroline alicia and austin for joining us today thank you to the viewers at home for joining us Um, so so cool to moderate and be a part of this conversation Be sure to download daily on the App Store and Google Play. Be sure to check out um, Balance is Bullshit by Alicia McKenzie. Um, Where can It's on Amazon, correct? And Barnes & Noble? Is that right?
3: Absolutely. Everywhere books are
0: sold. Okay. Awesome. Um, And I also have a podcast. It's called 8020. It's available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So if you liked anything that I said today, you might like the podcast too. Um, Once again, thank you so much to all of you. I think I'm going to snap a picture really quick. If that's all right with
2: y'all? Yes. You're <laughs> done.
0: Could I have our tech team just slide over to the side so y'all aren't in the background? All right. <laughs> uh, three, two, one. Thank, thank you. I, I had a great time moderating. I hope you guys had a great time, got some good tips and tricks. Um, and thank you so much for joining. You guys are incredible. Awesome. Thank, thank you, you guys. Having- yeah, thank you.
2: It was so awesome working with you all.
0: Thank you. Yeah, have a great rest of your week, guys. You. All right,
2: bye, guys.